I felt so ill and so nervous because it meant so much to me to get this apprenticeship. I'm very lucky that he took a chance on me that day. To celebrate 500 episodes of my Dirty Linen podcast, first of all, I can't really believe that it's 500 episodes, but second of all, I'm doing something really special for the week, which is spending a week at Voudemont, a restaurant that has been a very special place for milestones in Melbourne for more than 20 years. Our guest today is the third year apprentice at VU, Bethany Harmon. Bethany, thank you so much for taking time out of the kitchen to chat to me on Dirty Linen. Thank you so much for having me. Tell us about your role at VU. So, as an apprentice, um, I've worked there since the start of 2021. And my role is really to support the chefs on each section as an extra set of hands. Um, so a typical day for me kind of looks floating along all the sections, giving a push where I'm needed and learning as I go. So I really enjoy that structure and yeah, it's a lot of fun. So what kinds of, I mean, what have you done recently? What have you had to help with? What have you stepped in to do? Um, currently I work primarily on like the meat section, but I just got informed I'm transferring a bit more to pastry but on the meat I do all the vegetable garnish and pick herbs I break down brisket yeah so it's a whole variety of different tasks which is just a great thing to do well I've got a brisket in the fridge that I'm wondering what to do with so I actually think I I need to um, second you to my kitchen for a few minutes I'd be happy to come anytime. <laughs> what do you love about what you do? Um, I love how service is like second nature and cooking is second nature to everyone here. And everyone kind of just operates like clockwork. Like we can just predict everyone else's actions and everyone knows their place and works so well together as a team um so that's something that can really be witnessed from the from the dining room because of our open kitchen um so anyone who dines at you and pays attention to the way people work can really witness that teamwork and camaraderie within like the institution um also the open kitchen is something else I love because um, it's a really rewarding outcome to see like guests enjoy what you've created and it's it also gives us chefs a chance to go to the tables and explain dishes we've created and answer questions enthusiastically because you know we put our heart and soul into these dishes and like just getting to explain the, them to guests is really lovely to we're uh, really lovely as well. <laughs> is that something you've had to get used to? Like, is it a bit nerve-wracking when you first start taking dishes out? Oh, my goodness, definitely. I remember when, like, the first time I went to a table and um, Hugh Allen just was like, here, take this. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I was walking on my way to the table and I was like, do I even know what this is? Like, after spending hours just creating it, like, you know. <laughs> like kind of all logic flies out the window the first time but you know you get it done and you know you just show that you love what you do and yeah 
What are some of the things, apart from ferrying a dish for the first few times, what are some of the other things that you find really challenging about what you do? Oh, um, I think one challenge is probably stress. Like a kitchen can be a very stressful environment and there's days that it, it does take its toll. We're in a high-pressure place and, yeah, so the stress is challenging. However, I, I do think it's all about adapting and learning how to cope with it. Like at the end of the day, we're cooking. We're doing what we love to a really high standard and yeah I think it definitely helps to remind yourself of that sometimes. Is the stress I mean you talk about you know the benefits of the team like feeling like you're part of something you know moving like clockwork but does that also mean that you are particularly concerned about letting people down? Yeah I think there's definitely that comes into play because like I'm surrounded by really incredible chefs and people that I respect like to an extraordinary extent like of course I I never want to let them down everyone else doesn't want to let you know Chris Marshall and Hugh and everyone else down because like it's very important especially for the guests experience as well which it all comes down to like people celebrate really special occasions here and we want to give them the best experience so I think, yeah, it's definitely a factor. And tell us a bit about yourself, Beth. Like, um, what got you into food? So, personally, I've always loved cooking and uh, experimenting with food since I was young. But I'd say my food journey started with baking and decorating cakes for people's birthdays. I, I used to just... You know, every single occasion I'd be making a cake, I'd be decorating, I'd be trying a new technique. I was obsessed. Um, I'm not sure if you know the series Cake Boss with Buddy Velastro. Of course. You do? Yes. (laughs) Of course you do. (laughs) Well, I wanted to be him for a while. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you're not the only one. Yeah, I'm sure. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Then, like, as I grew up, like, got a bit older my love for cakes and baking like transformed into a whole love for cooking and food and so I started cooking dinners and watching other cooking shows and like my personal favorites were Heston ones especially because when I was around maybe nine ten like he was just you know the coolest person to me like he was incredible um just witnessing what he could create with food was mind-blowing to me um actually (laughs) <laughs> the the first ever job I applied for when I was around 12, so not even the legal working age, was at the Fat Duck for the lead pastry chef role. <laughs> I, That's so cool. I haven't told anyone at work this, so this could be very embarrassing. But, um, yeah, so I applied without ten, telling anyone. I attached pictures. I was like, yeah, I'm 12. I want this role. <laughs> Um, so very ambitious of young Bethany, but, um, yeah, so. Did you get a reply? I did. Um, they, they were so lovely. They, they're like, oh, we passed this on to Heston. I'm like, you know, looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, sure you did. But, um, yeah, it was just really lovely having that recognised as, you know, they welcomed me back when I'm older and, you know, like it's, it's very sweet. 
That is is so awesome. I mean, I just think the difference between getting that encouragement and perhaps feeling discouraged, you just never know like what a pivotal role um, you can play in someone's life. Yeah, definitely. Um, (laughs) So, I mean, I'm starting to see why, you know, Vudemond appealed to you as a place to work. But, I mean, what drew you there um, and how does it feel to be there? Um, So, wow, what drew me there? So... When I was around maybe 13, 14, I dined at Vudemont for the first time. And um, that was around about the time when Hugh, our executive chef, was stepping into that role. And anyway, so I was dining and I was watching service like in awe of what was going on. And um, one of the talented chefs, Chef Robbie, actually introduced me to Hugh, which I'll be forever grateful for. Um, so I ended up organising a little work experience, which for me was incredible. Like, you know, I was so nervous and, you know, excited and, yeah, I just loved it. And then fast forward to late 2021, I messaged Hugh for an apprenticeship knowing that it was a long shot, but, you know, I'd be dr- been dreaming of it for years. And to my surprise, he gave me a trial. Um, <laughs> and thinking about the trial, like, I was absolutely sick to my stomach. <laughs> like, driving in and going up to level 55, I was just... I felt so ill and so nervous because it meant so much to me to get this apprenticeship. And, yeah, long story short, I ended up being taken on. And, yeah, I seriously, like, can't express how excited I was. Um, but, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm very lucky <laughs> that he took a chance on me that day. What, how long did it take for the sick feeling to ease off and for you to just, you know, be able to throw yourself wholeheartedly and enthusiastically into your role? So during the trial, I don't think it ever subsided, maybe a little bit, but not much. <laughs> but when I started at VIEW, maybe like a week and like as soon as I'd get to work, start, you know, working with people I knew and like I knew everyone's name and, you know, you feel so much more comfortable and, you know, not nervous to go to work anymore. But, like, it's just this, like, uneasy feeling that, oh, my gosh, like, I'm at Butamont. Have you had a chance to eat at the restaurant since you've worked there? I haven't, actually. I mean, the thing is, we eat as we go. We don't get the fabulous, like, dining experience that the guests do, but, you know, we get to taste all the meals. It's quite a great job. What would you say to a young chef who's wondering where to aim at for their apprenticeship? Like why would someone try to emula- emulate what you've done and work at a place like Vue Monde? Oh, um, oh, I don't think I'm the most qualified person to give this advice, but um, I would say just, I would say just dream, dream big, like wherever you want to go, you can go and I'd say it's really, I'd say what my advice would be is give some thought into where you want to go, research the place, research the people there, the, the head chef there, the executive chef there, research how their 
food aligns with what you want to do and make sure that's similar or the same. So you're really doing and creating the food that you want to create and training with those people who can really influence your life for the better. And how important would you say, like how do you, because it sounds like you really relish the culture at Vidamond, but do you think it's more important to look for a place that's got a great culture or a place that's got... um, great food I think it's both are important it's important to have a bit of a balance there um a culture is really really crucial because we've all heard of like kitchens that can be a terrible like toxic environment and really tear you down and you know you want somewhere that's going to be encouraging to you especially as an apprentice like, it's hard. You make a mistake. Like, you make mistakes. It's going to happen. Like, I remember when I started at View. like, part of the reason I was so nervous was because I was like, what they do is, perf- like, perfection. And you could not make a mistake. And I was putting so much pressure on myself that, like, you can't make a mistake. And then I realised that it's actually not like that. Like, everyone makes mistakes. It's about, you know how you learn from that and how you, you know, adapt. Yeah, well, I remember um, chatting to Robbie Bell who was working with Hugh when he was an apprentice at Rockpool and he said that Hugh made heaps of mistakes and was confident enough to almost laugh them off that, you know, he was and, – and to, and to be really quite clear that he was there to make mistakes. That was his um, – you know, he was there to learn and learning means making mistakes. So I, I guess – um, you've definitely, yeah, you're, you've got a good attitude there. Um, what about, you know, what do you hear from your classmates, from other apprentices? You know, do they have a different perspective on the industry and is there anything that you wish was different for apprentices? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so, so I'd say most of the people... Like, I network with a lot of other apprentices across, like, Australia and, you know, people that I've met in, um, like, my vet kitchen operations course and, you know, so I know quite a, like, a handful of young chefs and most of the ones that I know are really passionate and eager to learn and like myself and it's it's great to interact with people like that because, you know, I loved school personally but... I found something that was always lacking was having people who just, like, shared that, like, really deep passion for for cooking, like, especially. So, Bethany, what are your plans for the future? Oh, there's so many. There's, oh, my gosh, I can't bombard you. But <laughs> Please do. <laughs> where to start? Oh, my gosh. So, um, in the very near future, so next week to be precise, I'm participating in the proud to be a chef competition so yeah I'm one of the 32 finalists selected across Australia congratulations thank you yeah so I'm I'm sure that'll be a really great opportunity to learn and be mentored by the industry leaders um, as well as like I said earlier a chance to network with other apprentices and um, gain an insight into who the future of this industry may be. So I think that's quite exciting. Um, And then more distant future, 
I am just dreaming of working overseas, <laughs> like most chefs, I would say. Like, um, I'm personally very interested in working at Core by Claire Smith. Um, and I've remained kind of set on that since day one of my apprenticeship. Like, I love what she does. Um, ever since I started, uh, ever since I dined there in, in, I think, 2018, um, yeah, she's just been a huge inspiration. Um, but there's heaps of restaurants I'd love to work, work at. Like, oh, another one that I'm really intrigued by is the French Laundry. Um, I've re- read... I think all of Thomas Keller's books, maybe not all of them, but, and he sounds like a really great mentor and, um, but I'm not sure he's in his kitchens much these days, but I read this quote in one of his books, I think the French laundry book, um, that was something along the lines of like talking about the people at the French laundry expecting their new hires to exceed what they as the senior chef can do as like that's the only way to keep improving and he says something like if the trainee doesn't overcome or or doesn't over time become better than the original chef himself then he's failed which I think that's a very blatant statement but it just shows his commitment to upskilling his staff whilst improving his institution in the process so wow that's very inspiring. Yeah, that's what I thought too. And yeah, so as a, a young chef who's eager to learn and become the best chef she can, like, you know, that sounds like, you know, music to my ears. Like, you know, I just want to be there. Like. <laughs> Over the years, you know, it's been especially challenging for women to make their way in the industry. Um where, where do you think things are at for female chefs these days? Oh, that's, that's a very tough question because, like, I'd say from my experience, yes, there's definitely a greater ratio of men than women in the industry. However, I do think it is changing. I think more women are pursuing this, like, incredible industry um but it is difficult like it's not easy for women or anyone but um I do see or I hope that like it can continue to improve and just for people to follow what they love and follow what they genuinely want to do in life um, Beth, what's a favourite dish of yours to make? I mean, we've heard about your passion for cakes, pastry. What's a favourite dish, whether whether it's at work or at home, what do you really love to cook? Oh, my goodness, you won't believe this is, like, my least favourite question on the, like, on the planet of the earth. <laughs> because, like, whoever, like, the first time people meet you, like, when they learn that you like to cook, their first question is this and I never have an answer like it, it's awful like you know 17 or something years of cooking like at home and stuff and I still don't have an answer to this but like I'd say at home uh, what I cook is a combination of like R&D so my like ideas for new dishes as well as techniques 
and products that I need to learn for my apprenticeship or not necessarily my apprenticeship but to learn so I have the skills after my apprenticeship. So I'd say currently I'm a little obsessed with like breads and pastries, like laminated pastries, like croissants and, you know, trying to perfect those. So just like last week, I think over two days, I made like focaccia, baguettes, ciabatta, brioche, like, and I wanted to do croissants as well, but couldn't get it done. But, um, so yeah, I, I'd say, yeah, breads and stuff at the moment. Um, but my favourite dish at work is a very tough question as well because there's so many incredible dishes at Vitamond, like so many. Um, I'd probably say my favourite to cook is the Blackmore Wagyu main course. Um, I get to break down the brisket and brine it and, yeah, it's a lot of fun. However, in my opinion... The vegetable garnish prep for this for this dish is the most fun because we, for example, we like turn baby carrots and mandolin them really thinly, yet not too thinly so that they have like a slight curvature to give them some shape on the plate. And it's just, it's a bit more technical and a bit, you know, you have to get the right thickness. And yeah, so that's a bit of fun to play around with. That sounds very satisfying. Yeah, it's very satisfying and dangerous for your your fingies. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beth, what would you say to people thinking about a career in food, wondering if perhaps it is the right path for them? Do it. <laughs> I'd say if you're if you love to cook, if you you know are really passionate about it, if you want to learn, if you know you just feel it like inside your heart that this is what I want to do, um, then you should pursue it. You should try it. You can always start. You can do, like, if you're at school or, you know, just thinking about doing it, you can start. You can do some work experience. You can, you know, just see what it's like to be in a kitchen environment. And, you know, if, if that's not for you, then there's so many other options in hospitality. Like, you can... Do, uh, like you can do your own freelance work at home with just cooking by yourself or create your own small business. There's so much, there's so many options available and I just think it's a great industry to be in. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah, I can really hear your passion and I, I'm, yeah, just totally, uh, it's like I almost want to be a young person and start a career in the kitchen listening to you. It's just it's fantastic. Um, Beth, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, yeah, can't wait to see what you do next. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'll let you know when I need help with that brisket. <laughs> I look forward to hearing from you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. This is Dirty Linen and I'm Danny Vallant. We air the issues that the hospitality industry finds hard to talk about, hearing from different people with unique perspectives. We want to hear from you as well. If you have something that needs to be said about a topic, get in touch so we can include your perspective. Contact us at dirtylinen at deepintheweeds.com.au or hit us up on Insta at Dirty Linen Podcast. We can't wait to hear from you. This is a Deep in the Weeds production.